I'm excited. So I won't waste any time. Uh, if you didn't hear uh, already, I have a great guest on. She's one of uh, my closest friends. My husband and I have been uh, friends with her and her husband for uh, quite some time now. So give a virtual round of applause for my friend Evangelist Chichi. Thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining me. Uh, I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited for what we're going to get into tonight, where it's going to go, and yeah, for what the word has today. Yeah. So tell everybody, if this is your first time watching us or your first time uh, seeing Chi-Chi, let us know and go ahead and, and share a little bit about yourself, about your ministry, uh, you and your husband, what you do. Yeah. So um, I'm Chi-Chi. I, I don't have really um, any other titles except that right now but um i travel with my husband kofi who's also evangelist kofi who's also pastor kofi <laughs> papa whatever you happen to know him as that is my husband um first and foremost and then he's also father to our two beautiful kids um so yeah we travel together and we're in ministry together as a family and it's been a, a ride it's been only five years we're still very young in this thing but um i love doing it with him i love coming alongside him normally it's actually him that's sitting here um doing the preaching doing the teaching the talking the reading of the word but um i guess like i i i evangelist Sarah asked me to come on and so here I am so most of the time like I travel with with my husband in a support role I, anything that's ha that's not preaching anything that's not ministering is is me so anything that outside of that that you've seen from us which our ministry is called world evangelistic ministries um feel free to follow us shameless plug um it's really just following Kofi at evangelist <laughs> that's our ministry page yeah um but yeah, that's, that's, that's ours. That's his and, I, and mine. It, it was his first. And when I got married to him, that became mine as well. So yeah, we're carrying the torch. And, and so those are the things that are, I'm most passionate about is my family and our ministry and uh, the work that we do for the world. So yeah, most of the time, if you, you don't see me here, it's because I'm behind the camera, um, but I'm branching out. We're doing that's different it. things. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, that's a little bit a little bit about me. Like Sarah said, we've known them now for a few years. She's still a couple years, but it's more like three or four. Yeah. So we 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 um have grown close over the years. And I love just being more than ministry friends, like life life friends. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm very grateful for this opportunity. I'm gonna, I don't know who's watching, but I'm gonna say hi to everybody that's watching right now. Uh thanks for joining us in the earlier part of the day and also being here tonight. So it's gonna be good. That's it. It's going to be really good. And so tonight we're going to be talking about uh, six things, which as we went on, turned into probably nine things, which could Seven, go eight, nine. Yeah. <laughs> could go even more. So we're going to get into um, however many we get to tonight. But uh, if you want to go ahead and kick it off to start, um, we'll cover and then we'll just go from there. Okay. The uh, yeah, so it, it's six, but whatever ends up being is what it is. But these are the things, um, just thinking yesterday after we talked, like, what is it that you need, I guess, as a person uh, in this world, as a, a Christian, as a child of God, you could be a woman or a man, but what are the things that you need? Like, I know for me, I like to think practically, what are things that I know I need 
to navigate this day and age, navigate in society today. So I came up with six and then a few honorable mentions, six core things. And of course, number one would be knowledge of God's word an intimate knowledge of the word of God. Nothing moves, nothing uh, shifts until the word is spoken. And that's, you know, you see that from the very beginning of the Bible and all throughout. And I love this scripture in Psalm 119, verse 97. And then, it, you know, it goes on. It says, oh, how I love your instruction. This is David talking. He says, I think about them all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are my constant guide. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I am always thinking of your laws. How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And I love, it's just like a love letter yeah. to the word of God. That's how much like, that's how much the word of God meant to him. And that's not the first time, you know, there's 150 songs. That's 119. He goes through that whole book, just talking about how much he loves the word of God. So that I feel should be, that's something that you need as a woman of God. That's something you need as a man of God in this day and age, you have to develop a love for the word of God. And it's something that you constantly work on. You can't ever get to a point where it's like, oh, I think I'm full enough on God's word today. I think that's enough. I mean, I'm going to skip my Bible reading. No, it's a constant thing. You constantly have to fill that, that well up, fill, fill up your, um, your inner man. Can you hear that coming through? Sorry. Um, you sound good on my end. Okay. All right. Then I'll just keep going. But it's, it's something that, uh, it's number one in your, in my life. I can't get through a day. You shouldn't be able to get through a day without reading the word of God. If I'm not able to read it with my own eyes, yeah. then I'm playing audio. I'm playing some sort of message. Sarah, what about you? I know that's for me, the, the, the first and foremost, because that's, that's God speaking to me. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And I, and I like that this point is number one, because without the word of God, it's pretty much difficult to do anything. And, and it's, you know, you don't, it's hard to have faith when you're not filled up with the word. It's hard to be bold when you don't have the word inside of you. It's hard to, uh, know who you are in Christ, know your authority, um, have confidence, have, like all of these things, like it, it's without being first filled up. And I think a lot of it comes to is how it says, you know, that you re you renew your mind in the word. And so it's like a lot of times people don't know that they need to renew their mind, but it's something we're supposed to be doing daily in his word. And, yeah. and it's something that, you know, if it, it's like, you almost go into like an auto autopilot zone of, you know, I'm just kind of coasting because I'm good right now. But then it's like, you don't understand. No, it's something that needs to be in your day, every life, whether, like you said, a podcast, you're listening to the word, um, you're listening to a message, you're, you know, getting it in before you go to bed, you're getting in as soon as you wake up. Um, yeah. you know, it's just taking that time to sit down and, and say, okay, Lord, what is it for today? Yeah. No, that's good. I think it's like you said, like everything that pertains to our life ties, the foundation of it all is the word of God. And I know Pastor Jonathan, you know, he really was big on this during the 21 day fast. Everything the word says belongs to me, belongs to me. But 
unless you're reading the word, you're not going to know what belongs to you. You're not going to be able to have that authority. You're not going to know who you are. You're not going to be able to walk in that identity identity that you have in Christ if you haven't read it for yourself in the word. If you're not constantly being reminded of it on days that maybe you might forget. Sometimes the way out of things, uh, the way out of problems that we have or, or issues that come up in our everyday life, the issue is found or, or this, the answer is found in the word of God through wisdom and wisdom is found by reading the word of God. And so that's first and foremost what you need. If you're serious about this thing, if you're serious about your walk with the Lord, you need to know the word. You need to be in your word. Um, the other thing is not only do we need the word, but I feel like we also need to be resolute in what the word says. Mm. You have to be unmovable. Like no matter what anyone says to you, that might be contradictory to what you know, the word of God to say, you, you not only have to be in the word, but also be, be resolute in what it says, be resolute in the, the words that Jesus uh, has given us, the promises that God has given us. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. And that's in, in Hebrew. So it says, let us hold tightly without wavering. So not only do you have the word, hold tight to it. Yeah. If you're a look, you know, if I'm holding it like this with two fingers, <laughs> anybody can come by and snatch that thing right out of my hands. What That's am I going to do? It's gone. If, uh, if I'm holding tightly to it, I got it with both hands. I might even add a leg in there. I'm holding <laughs> tightly to the word without wavering. And so you have to have a res- be resolute in what it is the word of God says. Why do you tithe? Because the word says so, period, point blank. Why, why do you live your life the way you live your life? Because the word says so, period, point blank. That's the end. That's yeah. it. That is all. I am holding tight to what the word says because I know what God's promises, that his promises are true in my life. So it says for God can be trusted to keep his promise. That's like, that's encouraging in and of itself. Yeah. For God can be trusted to keep his promise that, that, and that's why I'm holding on to it. I'm holding him to it. It's like, it's life. Just like David said it in some, it's sweet, like it's a sweet taste to me. It's bread, the bread of life. Yeah. So you need the words. Amen. So think about that. Are you ready for number two? I'm ready. Number two, and these first three are basically the basic trifecta. This is Christianity 101, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Number two is an intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost. Make him your best friend. Yeah, that's good. He's our teacher. He's our advocate. He's our helper. And so I, just like the word, I can't get through uh, a day um, without talking to the Holy Spirit. And just ignore my screen, y'all. Just, it's glitching a little bit, but it's okay. We still look good. We still look good. <laughs> Close your eyes and make this an audible experience. But That's right. This is for I, the podcast. I, and- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Turn it into a podcast really quick. Um. But the Holy Ghost, you know, use him as your best friend. That's what he's there for. That's why Jesus left him with us. It's something that every believer has to have. And so if you're, I don't know. I mean, I go so far as to openly talk to, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. You know, talk to him like he's your best friend that you, you, he was left here for us for a reason. Jesus was here on earth, but he went back to, to ascend back into heaven and he left the Holy Spirit here on earth with us. How much you know, how important does that make him in our lives? If Jesus says, you know, I'm going to leave you hold up, hold it down, down here, make him a part of your life. Take advantage of that. Don't ignore the Holy spirit make him your best friend. You can, um, 
we were talking about physical, like growing your physical body, but also your spiritual body is is equally, if not more important. Your your spiritual body is definitely more important. Grow your spirit, man. Grow, be able to grow your spiritual muscles just like you would do your physical muscles. So pray, pray in tongues. If there's something you're doing randomly, maybe it doesn't come easy to you, but that's why it's a muscle. Yeah. You work it out. You work that thing out. You pray in tongues. Maybe you're doing dishes. You're vacuuming. You know, you need to intentionally pray in tongues in your quiet time, in your prayer time. But also, you know, while you're doing the most mundane things, commune with the Lord. Keep your mind in that in that space. Be a spiritual person. What do you think, Sarah? No, I think that's so good about uh, doing it both throughout your day and both intentionally because it's so it's something um, it's almost like creating a habit. To where, you know what, yes, I'm getting ready for the day. Yes, I'm driving. Yes, I'm cooking dinner. But it's like it's getting into that habit so that way it's it's not neglected. Um, And then when you get into your your prayer time with the Lord, when you're alone, you know, there are times where I will lead up to just praying in the Holy Spirit. And then like I'll have like the words to say and then I'll just start praying for certain things. And it's like, you know it's one of those things like it takes all the um like i know when i first started praying in the holy spirit like it takes all the uh i don't want to say effort because it still takes an effort to pray in the holy spirit but it's like it takes all that effort of like what am i going to pray for how how am i going to pray who am i going to pray for and then i remember like it was so when i first started like really seeking after like prayer and fasting i would write down i think i wrote down 30 things and I would pray for each thing for like two minutes because I wanted so badly to pray for an hour and yeah. I would pray for like 10 minutes and I prayed for everything I knew to pray for. And so it was like <laughs> the rest of the 50 minutes, I didn't know like what to do. <laughs> and so then I just like, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to pray for like 30 things for two minutes. So I set like a timer and every two minutes I'd like hit reset, reset. But it was like, that was just, you know, I didn't know like a ton. I was just like hungry to do something for God. (laughs) And so, um, people were like, I I take my hour lunch break and pray. And I'm like, Oh, well, that's great. Uh, (laughs) I can't pray that long, but, um, but no praying in the Holy spirit. And I love, uh, like you were saying, like, he's your best friend. He's your comforter. Like I find where I like, even through prayer and fasting, it's like, I'm so much more sensitive to the Holy Spirit's voice in day to day things that it's like, I almost ask like, I like, I don't know if rhetorical is the right word, but like, just things out loud, like, man, where did I put this? And then I just feel like you put it in, in the left drawer, uh, second row down, you know what I mean? Like, just like, and, and, and I go look and it's there and it's like, wow, you know, that's not yeah. like my mind telling me, right. It's yeah. that Holy Spirit is that inner witness. Uh, and you know, or saying things like, you know, drive this way to work or, or go this route or, you know, don't go to this, you know, just things like that. And so it's like the more yeah. sensitive you become, you know, it's not just like major life things. It's, yeah. it's also like the small things. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes a part of your everyday life. It's so true that especially I love that part about prayer and fasting. And it's something that we always work to like make a part of life outside of prayer and fasting. Like your spirit is so sensitive to everything. It's just like I wake up with him. I go to sleep with him. You know, I want that outside of the 21 days. What about the other 300 and whatever days of the year? You know, that's what we're working toward is really to make 
that prayer, the, the, the purity of your prayer and fasting, because there's no food, there's nothing convoluting your relationship. It's really just you and the Lord, you know, make that your everyday life. That's the goal. That's the ideal situation because, you know, he's there all the time. It's us that, you know, kind of move away as the day goes on. So I think that's the number that that would be number two for me is my relationship with the Holy ghost. Like God didn't leave me here by myself. Kofi might travel and it's just me and the kids. It feels like I'm alone, but I'm not, you know, the Holy spirit is with me. And that's something, you know, when people ask, how is it that Kofi travels all the time? What's it like? You're alone with the two kids. Are you okay? Like, yes, I am. And, and I get why you're asking because, you know, but being by yourself with two kids, it's not what you choose, but I, I mean, I'm really okay because, and I think what makes me feel that way is because I have the Holy Spirit yeah. with me. I have the ghost that I'm leaning on. But God said, use him as a helper. He's helping me. I, if he's, he's getting his pay, his money <laughs> just alone. So use that, take that to your advantage in, in 2023, rely on the Holy ghost for everything um, that you do. Like Sarah said, like not only for the major things, but even for the little, you know, everyday things. So yeah, I love him. And then we were talking about prayer. That's number three is having a strong prayer life. Yeah. And did just, you know, we concluded last month, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so don't let the prayer stop there. Don't let your intensity fall off yeah. at life spiritual. That's one thing that Kofi, you know, when I first started traveling with him, that was one of the first messages I heard him preach. Life is spiritual. Everything in life is spiritual. And a lot of the battles that we fight in, in, in life are really wars waged at home in, in our prayer closet, in your private time with the Lord, on your knees and before the Lord in prayer. Those are, that's where, that's really where those battles are fought. And so don't take for granted praying to the Lord. And if you don't know what to pray, that's what that prayer language is there for. Just praying in the Holy Ghost and building up your inner man. And just like Sarah said, it happens that way for everybody. You start off praying in tongues and then you'll know what to say. You'll know what to pray and it'll come out just like that. But you do need to pray. If you're going to survive, if you're, if you even have a prayer of making it no pun intended no a prayer of making it in 2023 you need to have a strong prayer life you need to commune with the lord you need to talk to him and also open your ears so he can speak to you as well yeah that's so good yeah that's so that was number three anything no i i agree with everything you said that was i mean holy i feel like those two kind of go hand in hand is is holy spirit and prayer life yeah you know get it on lock because yeah. it, people are so crazy out there and it's like you need Dang. the Holy Spirit. You need to be prayed yeah. up. You need to be ready for thing. And, and I'm not going to like skip ahead, but like, I love how like all of these just, you, you chose these points very well. That's all I'm going to say, but I, I don't want to <laughs> skip ahead, but you can go ahead. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. The two and three are one and the same. So then we'll go to number four. The number four thing I would say you need uh, as a woman of God, as a man of God, are godly influences. And you knew that was coming. Mm -hmm. Godly influences around you, beside you, next to you. Hebrews 10, 24 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. I would say that was the number number one reason why you need godly influences, because the way Hebrews puts it, it's plainly like, that's why I have the friends that I have. That's why I'm friends with Sarah. That's why my close circle is my close circle, because I want people around me that are motivating me to do 
things for the Lord, to do things that are noble and of good report, to motivating me to acts of love and of good works, things that are reputable, things that will bring glory to God's name. Those are the people that I want alongside me. Those are the people that I'm opening up to or people that I'm you know, sharing what's on my heart. That's who I want around me. You want godly influences and not just next to me, but also above me. Yeah. So I have, you know, I have my pastors, I have my spiritual uh, father and, and, and mother. And you have those spiritual influences, those people over you in leadership that should be influencing you to do acts of love and of good works. That's so good. Proverbs 13, 20 says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. And we've heard this verse time and time again, and you're about to hear it again, because he who walks with the wise will himself be wise. Show me your top five friends and I'll show you your future. I'm not sure how the saying goes, but you hear cliche things like that. And it shouldn't turn you off, although I hate the corny things, but it should motivate you. What do my five my five closest friends look like? I don't even have five closest friends. I have maybe three. What do they look like? Yeah. What are they doing in their lives? What's their personal life? Some of you have fools as your friends. Stay out of the companion. Stay out of the company of foolish people. Um, according to Proverbs 13, 20, because if you if you keep people around you that are not pushing you to the things of God, that are not pushing you forward and pushing you ahead, you will be destroyed. That's what it says in Proverbs. And I wrote this down that if you call yourself a Christian and you have friends that maybe aren't living their life according to your word, they're sleeping with their boyfriend and girlfriend, they're trying to get to the what? next happy hour. They're maybe they they love the Lord, but they also have a crystal as their God. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't even have to be that serious. Maybe you have people around you that love to gossip and talk about people so bad. And it like that's 90 percent of what you do when you hang out. Maybe you have people that just like to sit around and waste their time. You know, it doesn't have to be one. It doesn't have to be so extreme. It really could be that simple as well. Yeah. Those people that maybe you should look at yourself and say, I need to get new friends. And we have friends that you know, you're maybe you're evangelizing, you're working on them to get to church, you're trying to, you know, see them be saved. And you'll you'll have that. But if it's someone that's speaking into your life, that's advising you on your marriage, uh, on your career, on your your relationship with the Lord, even if you see it start to affect those things, you need to get new friends. That's I didn't so say it though. That's so good. Probably. <laughs> that is so good. What do you think, Sarah? I I I don't know where I want to go with this. Uh, like there's so many places, but like number one, how you said, like you have to have influence above you because mm-hmm. I think that is a major key that so many are missing. So many are, are missing that spiritual authority figure where yeah. you have a pastor, but you're not submitted. And so you get their um, opinion, but you don't like it. So you go to three other people and two other churches and see what they all have to say. And that's not how the body and how it's supposed to work. That's not how the church works. That's not how authority works. The leadership works is that, you know, you have to find a place where you can submit yourself fully to the pastor. And if you're not, then you need to find a different place. And that was something that, you know, I was thinking of even like, the last few days was, you know what people like, there's so many people that they get so 
they just they have like that itching ear they just either want to talk about their problems and they don't really want the advice or they want to kind of just go around and see what everyone has to say and then they get the wrong advice and then they wonder why the situation doesn't work out for them they wonder why nothing in their life is going right they wonder why uh they they are double-minded why they can't just have like a sound mind a a one-way mind and it's because of that it's because they're not submitted and it's something to say that you know if you're not if you're not happy with where you are and whatever then then you need to move but if it's a continual thing where you just like you just don't like what your pastor has to say what your spiritual authority has to say then you know maybe it's a you problem maybe you're the common denominator (laughs) in this kind of equation and and that's a hard and that's a hard pill to swallow for so many people so people don't like to hear that but that is what the truth is is that you know you're you're submitted you're submitted and and you know if you're especially you're a woman of god if you're married you're submitted to your husband and then you're submitted to you're submitted one to the lord number one you're sub, you are submitted to the lord you are submitted under under god and then you're submitted to to your husband you're submitted to your spiritual authority which everyone should have some way don't hit me up saying like you know, churches is, is in us. No, church is in the church. And and you go there to receive and you congregate and fellowship and and you have a pastor and you submit. And so uh it's something like to be said that, you know, godly influences. And then and then like like Evangelist Chichi was saying, stop hanging around losers. Stop hanging around people who are uh, you know, unemployed not, you know, lazy, smoking dope, hanging out, partying out with the girls on the weekend. Like, you know, that's what that is, is like, you know, because you will become that. And it's, and that's another hard pill to swallow because people say, oh, we've been friends since, since middle school. And we've been friends since kindergarten and, and we graduated class together. And it's like, honey, they're not saved. They're not going where you're going. They don't understand the call of God on your life. They don't understand why you married that person. They don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it, and that's what it, that's what it is. Is like, I grew up as much as I wanted to like, you know, wild out in my teenage years, my parents embedded in me, bad company corrupts good character. So it's, it was even when I knew, even when I knew I was around bad company, I knew I have good character and this isn't, this isn't for this. So it was like, and and it's true. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That I should have wrote that scripture down because it's, I heard the same thing growing up and it is true. Like I went to college and I was a goody two shoes and I didn't drink. And I made friends with people who made it their purpose, their sole purpose to get me to drink. It was like, they called it Operation GCD, Get Chi Chi Drunk. And the first year I didn't drink. Second year I didn't drink. But guess what? That third year I drank because it, the bad company corrupts good character, corrupts good morals. You know, no matter how resolute my resolution was, uh, I was not in good company. I was the only one. And I wasn't even, like I I said earlier, I wasn't even like resolved to what 
I said I wasn't going to do because eventually I did it anyway. It took a couple years, but it still happened. And so it might not look like that now. And that's why people allow themselves to hang around those friends. Like, yeah, this is my best friend. You know, he doesn't really do the whole church thing. He still cusses, uh, you know, and that's fine. You know, God, the Holy Spirit will work those things out. But if that's like your closest person to you, you got to watch out because you're looking at your future. Yeah. And then, and then the, 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 the typical, oh, you know, Jesus hung out with sinners, yeah. you know, Jesus hung out with sinners and, and that, that, that justifies that. And it's like, yeah, he, but he didn't look like them. He didn't right? look like them. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't on the dance floor with them. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, 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 there's a, there's a difference between loving someone to Christ and partaking in their lifestyle. So, you know, yes, Jesus loved love sinners. Yes, you you could be the one that God uses. I'm not saying that, but I'm also not saying that that it's a good idea to go soul winning in a bar. Right. And right. to put yourself in in situations that, you know, flee from the appearance of evil. So, it doesn't mean you're going to go over to Boo Boo's house at night and mm. think like I'm going to I'm going to witness to him. We're going to mm. watch a sermon. Right. Mm. So three o'clock, is, four o'clock in the morning. So, you know, this, there, there, there's a line mm-hmm. that needs to be drawn there and then, and then pray. And then this is another thing because a lot of people say, I feel lonely. I don't have friends. You know, God will give you, God will put godly people in your life. I wrote that down. Did you, am I getting ahead of myself? <laughs> I said, if you need new friends, no, that's part of number four. If you need new friends, ask God, he will help you. He really will. He, he will, he will, he will put, he will answer your prayer. No prayer is too stupid. God will put God godly people around you. Yeah. He will cause people to move to be near you. Yeah. He will set you up. If it's a spouse, he will cause it to happen. Like they're like, you know, just like if you could get one through three down, yeah. right. And then like four is just, it's no problem. Why? Because you're satisfied with the Lord and the Holy spirit, but you understand that he loves you so much. He, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. That's in, that's not just in marriage. That's in anything, you know, you need, that the, you know, even if it's just one, two or three people, like you need that kind of, uh, encouragement. You need that kind of tribe. You need that kind of, uh, in, uh, influence where it's like, you know, if you're in, uh, spending a day where you, you want to get in your flesh and, and mope, or it's like a depressing time, you know, it's that depressing time of year when, uh, aunt Susie, uh, walked out and left us in October is just always hard. You know, like you need people to kind of snap you out of that. And, and so it's something like you pray, you say, okay, God, I need good friends. And, and maybe the Lord will instruct you to move. Maybe he will instruct others to move. Like he will open up doors. And, and again, that's where the importance of being around the body of Christ, being in a good church comes into play is because, you know, it's, it's something like, God, you know, God will set things up, but it also will take part of you to commit. You know, it'll take part of you to drive to church. It'll take part of you to reach out to someone and say, hey, would you like to go to lunch or go get coffee or, um, hey, you know, let's plan a family fun day. Your, your kids can hang out with my kids. You know, like it, it takes like our part as well. Like God's just, the, you know, they're not going to come knock on your door and come inside for tea and crumpets. Like that's that's a little, um, that's a little sketchy, but you know, God will set up relationships. If you pray, if you ask the Lord and, and he'll do it and then ask for godly relationships, ask for 
a godly influence. Ask for him to put in people, a godly husband, a godly wife, whatever it is that you are believing for in your life, and he'll do it. Don't settle. Whatever you do, don't settle. It's true. I, I, no prayer is too stupid. I think you might have even said that. I remember, you know, I found myself in that place. I had recommitted my life to the Lord and literally just cold turkey cut off all my closest friends. And those friendships were, you know, they took a long time to cultivate. So that was a big sacrifice that I made, but I knew I had to guard my salvation with fear and trembling. And because I knew, you know, the power of influence, I knew if my salvation was to survive, I had to walk away from that. So I was by myself, you know, I'm young and I, I, I just, you know, made up with the Lord. I needed friends. And I remember praying that. And it was like such a pathetic prayer. I started crying. It was like, God, I want, I want friends. I want friends. I, I, I'm lonely. I'm alone, you know, and, and he brought them, you know, it was in the form of a job and just be open to what doors that the Lord, you know, like she said, like, maybe it's a move that he's calling you, calling you to make, you know, make that tough call, make that decision because your, your salvation is worth it. Your best life is on the other side of that um, of that decision that you make of those friendships and relationships that you cultivate. And now, um, he did bring, bring those friends into my life. I just had dinner with one of them, uh, a, a couple hours ago. And so he'll answer that prayer. He really will. You just have to ask. Amen. Yeah, first step. Um, and then let's see, number five. So number one is the word two is the Holy ghost. Um, three is a strong prayer life. Four was godly influences. The fifth thing you need is confidence. Mm. And this, I'll speak specifically to women, but this is also for men because I, I've seen a few men struggle with this as well. It's just confidence in who you are in Christ. You need it uh, so badly. I was going to say more than anything, but it's not more than anything because it's number five on the list. <laughs> but you need to have confidence in who you are in Christ. The best way to walk in confidence is to see yourself through the eyes of the father. See yourself the way that God sees That's you, so the way that he looks at you. And then Psalm 139, you knew I was going here. You, he says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. That's crazy to me. Like I, you, Evangelist Sarah, in, in Pastor Kathy's womb, mm -hmm. he put you together. God did that before you even knew who you were. With Brother Michael, with uh, Sister Carmel, he, he put her together, put him together in her womb. My son, my, my daughter, he knit them. And that's what blows my mind about just having children is God knew them before I knew them, before I even thought of them and put them together. You know, he knit us together in, in our womb. He took the time out to do that. Yeah. And then he called his creation fe fearfully and wonderfully made. This version says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. If that's how God sees us, that's how we need to see ourselves. That's so good. First Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? 
for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Do you not know that your body is a temple? This is Paul talking to, to the, the church of Corinthians. He says, for you have the Holy Spirit. There's a Holy Spirit again who is in you. You were bought at a price. That's the part that got me. Yeah. You were you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit. You know, I, I have people that come to mind um, when I think of it. And a lot, some of them were teenagers when I was a youth leader, but also some people are grown women. They're in their, their early 20s, close to late, late 20s. And they really do struggle with like, oh, I couldn't ever do what you, you do. Some are really grown women, Sarah. I, I couldn't ever do what you do. Oh my God, no, I don't want to be it. Just where is that confidence in who God made you to be? That's so good. Where is that confidence in who God's, what, and what God says about you? He paid a price for you. He paid the ultimate price. Yeah. Gave his only son, only one and only son to, 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 to buy back me, to buy back you. He bought, that's what Paul is saying for you were bought at a price. How dare you, you treat, you look at your body and look at yourself in the mirror. Maybe I can't, I don't talk like her. I don't sing like her. I don't sound like her. I'm not as educated as him. I'm not as rich as him. Who, who cares? Yeah. God paid a price for you. He saw all of that and still gave Jesus for me and for you. It's almost a spit in the face of his sacrifice to look in your, at yourself in the mirror and be like, no, I'm not this. I'm not enough. I could never. Jesus gave, God gave Jesus his only son, perfect in every way. Yeah. And so if that, when I think of that, I remember when I first got saved, I was, when I first recommended my life to the Lord, I kind of, I don't know what made me stop. I was like, why do I walk the way that I do? Why do I talk the way that I do? Why do I, why do I like, I don't know how to say it, but like, why do I feel the way I feel about myself? Like, I feel good. I, I, I know the Lord is behind me. Like, it's almost like as if he walks, you know, he's like my bodyguard, like where I go, he goes. Yeah. And that's how I was walking. Meanwhile, I'm driving a death trap of a car. <laughs> hopefully not had, hopefully not had just moved out of a one bedroom apartment into a two bedroom apartment. It wasn't even like that grandiose. I'm like, why do I feel like I can walk around like this? It's because I know what God says about me. I know how he feels about me. And that's what, that's what allows me to move through life. Uh, the way that I do, it's like, it, it has nothing to even do with what you look like. That's so good. Although that helps because the Bible does say you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So that's a part of it as well, but you, it has to come from inside of you and then you can start to, to walk in it. And so when I would, I was a youth leader, some of my girls would deal with that. And, you know, we've all dealt with our insecurities, but look those insecurities in the face and tell them who you are. Tell them what the Bible says about you. For you to sit there and nurse it is, 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 is disrespectful to God. It's disrespectful to the sacrifice that he made for you, for your life. So you have to walk in a confidence because no one, you know, if you're, if you're even going to make a little bit of a mark in 2023, you have to be confident. Look at the people that we listen to. Look at the Kenneth Hagans, the Dr. Ronnie Howard Browns, the evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. They are, <laughs> I would say overconfident, but that's not, there's no such thing. You have to have a confidence. You have to bring a presence if you're going to make a mark for the kingdom of God. 
And that's just it. So as you're looking and you're saying, you know, tell yourself who you are. I, I am a child of God. I am beloved. I'm the apple of his eye. I am smart. I'm intelligent. I sit head and shoulders above the rest. I am like a king. And for my girls, when I was a youth leader, I would tell them, you're a queen. He's made in Revelations, it says he's made us kings and priests. You sit with Jesus together with him in heavenly places. That's who you are. That's what you are. That's what God says about you. That's what he sees in you. I actually, I learned this from Kofi. Um, we, it's easy for us to believe in God, but you also need to get that he believes in us as well. God believes in us. That's so good. So have, have a confidence about yourself. Have a confidence in who you are, the God that made you, the God that put those gifts on the inside of you and, and move about your life that way. You need to have confidence in yourself and in God to be able to navigate life or you'll succumb to the pitfalls of what society would have you think makes you confident. That's good. So, throwing it. Right there. It's true, no? I, I mean, you have to move past that. And if Pastor uh, Adalis was speaking on it at at one of the services last month, like for, you know, find your identity in what the word says, because there's nothing, once you get that, you're unstoppable. And even then, like, I mean, that's, that's elementary because there's still things, you know, that, that God will drop in your spirit. And it's like huge. I can't believe I'm going to do this. And you're still dealing with these insecurities over here. Get past that. So you can start to walk in everything that God has for you. What it is that he's called you to do those dreams that are in your heart, in your spirit, if you're still dealing with, you know, that that underconfidence, like I, I don't see myself doing that. I'm not good in front of people. I can't really talk. I can't really, you know, make business deals. I'm uncomfortable in meetings. I'm not a social person. Yeah. My Enneagram, whatever, whatever. Like <laughs> find your identity in the word. Point say that, say that. For you. Yeah. That's so good. And I I I like what you said because it's like I feel like your confidence level and and Chi Chi, you probably find this too, especially like traveling and meeting meeting people, is like you can tell within a two minute conversation with someone it their level of confidence they have in themselves. Facts. And it's like if they're like constantly um apologizing or like I don't want to say over talking, but like talking, thinking out loud of yeah, like yeah. You know, just and and just kind of going on. It's like that shows like your confidence. Like that immediately tells me like where you're at and like your walk yeah. with God, uh, how you see yourself, maybe even your upbringing. Like it, it's yeah. like it's something to be said about it. And and sometimes people don't even realize like that it that they you know I guess the level that they they walk in or the level that they can access. Because confidence is some, it's like the first thing that changed when I really gave my life to the Lord and like became sold out for him. And it was the, the first thing that I started to get was confidence. It wasn't a lot, but I had a little bit more than the day before. (laughs) And, and like, it just started to grow and grow and grow. And it was like, when I felt like my confidence was lacking, I had those uh, spiritual leaders that I looked up to, to, to speak life into me and say, no, you are like it. You know what I mean? Like just to kind of, you know, not to like puff my head up, but just to be like, no, you're talented. 
don't compare yourself. You're creative. You are beautiful. You are, you know what I mean? Like just all these kinds of things. And it was, but it was foremost, like the Lord was the one like getting that to me because it was like, he was saying things over me that I didn't even believe in myself yet. And, and it was like, you know, I knew I was going to preach when I, um, was in Bible college. I, I didn't even, I just went to Bible college because I didn't want to go work anywhere else. So I didn't like necessarily feel called to ministry. And I was a PK. My parents were both pastors and I saw what it was like to be a pastor. And I saw what it was like to work a secular job, making great money. And I just like, didn't know which one I wanted to do. So I went to Bible school because one, it was in Florida and I, that was much better to me to just like figure it out there than in snowy Canada. And, and two, because it was like, you know, I just knew like, if I'm going to figure out what I need to do, then I need to, if, at least if I'm in an anointed atmosphere, I'll make the right choice and hear the Lord. And I remember like, you know, starting to feel the call to ministry and see like having these, you know, visions of myself and it wasn't even dreams but it's just like visions like I could see myself um speaking in front of crowds with a microphone and speaking at women's conferences and speaking at like these things that I I had no I never had a desire I never grew up with a desire for that and it was like is that going to be me I thought it was going to be someone else and maybe I was going to be there to like take photos of it but it was it was like the Lord was in, like already dropping it in me. Like, no, this is what I've called you to do. You can speak in front of people. You can make eye contact. You can do this. Like, you know what I mean? And so for me, it was like that level of confidence building of like, okay, well, if God's for me, then who's going to tell me no? And so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it was like, who's going to, who's going to, who's going to say no? And yeah. so that was like for me and that's but that's what it took for me was to like build up that confidence it's like no you can lead people to the lord yeah like you can go up to somebody and and pray for them like that for me like that took the biggest like step of faith to do because i just really like people saw me and and this isn't to boast to me but in the lord but like people like when i came back from just like one year in bible college people looked at me and they're like what happened to you like it was a night and day like i didn't i just you know, I was like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? But it's like, it was true. Like I grew up extremely introverted, extremely shy. Like I didn't like being around people. I didn't like speaking to people. I really had like no like real solid friends, but like yeah. it was just something that I, you know, I just, that's just how, you know, and, and maybe it's because I like, I was the first kid, you know, Sunday mornings, I was the first kid in the car ready to go home. <laughs> and you know what I mean? So it was like, it was just like, I lived my whole life like that. Mm. And I never knew I could be something else. I just thought like, this is who, you know, this is who I am. And, and it, but like when I, when the Lord, like really filled me, really set me free, really touched me, really changed me. Like that's when the, the boldness came on. That's when the confidence came on. Yeah. That's when I started realizing, you know what? I can, I can do this. Yeah. I can go to and be in ministry and, yeah. and my husband and I can both be in ministry and, and do this together. And it took, I mean, even like you were saying, like it took some time because I'm always behind the camera, but it like, it took my husband saying like, no, come on on the camera with me. 
And, you know, like, and then he'd throw it to me, like, what do you, what do you think about that? What do you have to say about that? And it like that kind of stuff, like really yeah, built it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have, you don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Front center. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. I was even thinking, and maybe we can even discuss this. Would you say confidence is even a byproduct of a, of having an encounter with God? Like, yes, an encounter breaks addictions and it heals the sick, but can it also instill a sense of confidence in you and like to, to stand up and walk in out, walk out what it is that God's called you to do, walk out confidently, uh, the plans and the purposes that he had, he set for you. Would you, would you agree? Or what do you think? I, I do. I think it is. And I think it is, it initially comes by that encounter with God. Mm -hmm. And I think it's walked out through the infilling you have of the word. Because it's just like any anywhere, you know, you can you can go have like a radical encounter with God. But if you don't feed that it within a month, you're exactly back where you were. But yeah. when you're like feeding that and you're yeah. listening to people who are encouraging you, you're listening to the word, you're you're yeah. finding out the scripture yeah. of of who you are and what you carry and what you can do through through Christ. Like, you know, then it it it's like it just builds. Yeah. And so it's, you know, but I, I, I honestly think it's, it's through, you know, baptism of the Holy spirit is through allowing the Lord to fill your life and just like letting him do the work, you know, yeah. doing something that's uncomfortable, maybe, you know, like, like getting print, like just laying out on the floor yeah. for two hours and they're shutting the lights off at the church. Like, you know, like whatever it takes, like, I, I think like God can do something through, you know, an experience and an encounter with him, but it takes, it takes you to, to carry that out. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I would agree. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah. Confidence. I would say number six, and this is for men and women, because when I say it, you're going to think it's women specific. But it's not. Number six, I would say, is you need an emotional filter. And I mean by that is exactly what I said. Maybe I should call it something else. But you need... <laughs> we just call the Holy Ghost. Have a good night, everybody. We can stop it right there. Get yeah. yourself an emotional filter. <laughs> filter those emotions, sis. Filter those emotions, sir, because not every emotion deserves your attention. Mm. not every emotion deserves what it wants. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you're, I wrote down a uh, first Samuel 30 verse six. And if you're unfamiliar with when David and his soldiers, they went, you know, they went to battle and they won, but then they came back and girl, everybody was gone. Their wives was gone. Children were gone. Everybody's gone. And so the, his soldiers, they just came off of victory and they're, you know, now they're ready to fight David. And it says, David was greatly distressed. That's an emotion. Yeah. David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Another emotion. Every man for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So much packed into one little verse. He That's starts so off the, the, the verse distress and he ends it with strength. And he strengthened himself in the Lord. So are we human? Yes. Just like David was, just like his men were. We're human. We're going to 
have emotions. We're going to get angry. We're going to get upset. We're going to get sad. We're going to grieve sometimes, but don't allow those emotions to influence you and push you to a place that does not line up with the word of God. Don't allow it to completely overtake your life um, or even just your day. Like as women, we love to say like, oh, I'm PMSing. Oh, I'm emotional. And some of those men, some of you men, you tap into that emotional side a little too much. <laughs> but pull it back and remind yourself who you are. You you are a man of God. You're a woman of God. I don't care what day of the month it is. I don't care what time of the month it is. Pull those emotions in, filter through them. And then present yourself as a woman of God, present yourself as a man of God and stop making decisions out of those emotions. Some decisions that ultimately are bad ones. David was greatly distressed and out of that distress, he could have made a decision. He could have not sought God, you know, completely. He could have went left when God wanted him to go right. He instead strengthened himself in the Lord. And so whenever you are experiencing those emotions, because we're human, um, and we, we do have that side to us. We, you know, we can be emotional beings. Seek the Lord. I've been working on that so hard lately. And it's like, it, 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 it's becoming quicker to just like tap into, you know, my spiritual side as opposed to my flesh side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Find, find your center. And by center, I mean like speak to the Holy ghost and allow him to center you, allow him to, 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 to write you mm -hmm. to write ship, so to speak, and then proceed and then speak out of that, speak out of that peace, move out of that peace, decide, make those decisions out of that peace, out of that stillness. Don't make it out of, uh, out of your emotions because half the time, that's what lands people in jail. That's what let, that's what allows people, you know, with mugshots, that's what gets people caught up that are preachers with other women that are not their wives. That's what allow, you know, you, you find yourself in situations you're not supposed to be in all because you were acting out of emotion. Don't be that person. Don't be that man. Don't be that woman in 2023. We, we know better. So let's mm -hmm. do that. Seek the Lord. Find your, find your strength in the Lord. That's yeah. so good. That's so good. And, and I love how, how, you know, talking about emotional filters is like for even for me, I was finding like, you know, there. Yes, there are like certain things that like factor into emotion and to you need to have like that um, almost like like gate uh, or, or wall to say it like you know what, am I just tired right now? Like, yeah. you know, like it sounds stupid, but like, am I just hungry or yeah, yeah. am I just tired? Like, do I just need a nap or do I really think of like driving my car, you know, like through, <laughs> through, through this wall, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like did that person, you know, they cut me off. Like, do I really just, do I just, am I just hungry and I need to eat something right. or am I really about to like, to to lose it you know what i mean like because that's how i feel like the enemy will play on emotions especially women because we're we're mm -hmm. uh you know sensitive to emotion and so i feel like you know you can you can have just one day and the enemy can just see right through it and start playing on it yeah. it's like well um and you know kind of just start with that line of uh saying you know maybe maybe they don't love me uh, maybe yeah. I do bother them and, and maybe I, you know, should just, 
you know, whatever. Like it's yeah. like emotions are they the the number one thing that I'm grateful for learning was that feelings will lie to you, mm-hmm. and and but the Holy Spirit won't. And yes. so that's why it's important not to make like decisions based off of feelings and yes. make it based off of the peace of God that you have. Make it 100%. based off of like who you, you know, the, the, who, like your anchor in the Lord. And, yeah. and so I, I, I a hundred percent agree on, yeah. on this one. Yeah. You got to, it's, it could even go the opposite way. Like not even all emotions are negative. Sometimes you have you know, lovey-dovey emotions and you're in the moment. And again, that could lead you to make a bad decision because you're acting off of feeling. Find yourself, like you said, like I said earlier, you know, match everything up, every emotion up to the Holy Ghost, up to, to what he, what what's, what's the Holy Ghost saying to you in this moment right now? Like you said, like, you know, it could really just be a simple solution of, let me just get a sandwich. <laughs> Let me close. Let me close my eyes for twenty minutes. You know, yeah. let me let me get off of Instagram. Let me get off Oof. of you know social media, because that you know, then you get down that rabbit hole, and that also brings up different emotions that will have you acting crazy. You know, she didn't like my post, so I'm not going to speak to her. Now she got an offense because you didn't speak. Mm-hmm. We're 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 better than that. Let's let's not allow our emotions and our feelings to rule us in 2023. You need to have an emotional filter i.e. The, the Holy Ghost, uh, you know, call back to number two in 2023 as, as a as a man of God, as a woman of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. That is so good. That's so good. Amen. And then I have two more. I'll let you talk about, um, well, all of them. But the last two are purpose. And then honorable mention was joy. Mm-hmm. Number seven, purpose. Without purpose, you're in danger of moving through life with no direction. And that there is nothing worse than being than feeling like you don't know where to go. You don't know why you exist. You don't know why you're here. And in 2023, we need to have purpose. Um, Jeremiah 29 says, 29:11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. God created you, you who are watching, you who are listening for purpose on purpose. And he has a wonderful plan for your life. Your job now is to figure out what that purpose is, what it is that God's called you to do. The key is to identify what that purpose is. And now everything in your life, everything that you do now contributes to that one purpose. And that makes everything like that makes this simplifies everything that makes it cut and dry. That lets, that allows you to know like what you say yes to what you say no to. I, uh, at the beginning of the broadcast, I told you my main focuses were my family and my ministry. And that's very much my, my purpose in life. My purpose, I think I wrote it down. Uh, my purpose is to raise a strong family, to raise strong, godly men and women who know and love the Lord and to facilitate the preaching of the gospel with the express purpose of seeing people come to know Jesus. That is my chit and my, my purpose in life. And so everything I do funnels to that. If there's something that someone approaches me with, it might sound good, but if it's not building my family, if it's not adding to my family, if it's not enhancing the life of my children, if it's not, um, if it has nothing to do with the kingdom, nothing to do with our ministry, nothing to do with seeing souls saved, it's a no for me. Yeah, that's good. 
we're, we're not doing it. And that makes it easy. That makes it cut and dry. That makes it so I'm not pulled in 18 different directions. My purpose is this. And so everything that I do in my life contributes to that. And that allows you to be focused. That allows you to be happy because when you're doing other things that really, you know, you're not happy doing, what is life? Your purpose is to find the Lord. The, the, I think Pastor Jonathan said this, the Lord will show you a path to do the thing that you love. And it might seem murky right now. It might seem unclear right now, but seek the Lord. He'll tell you. He'll show you Jeremiah. We read Jeremiah 29, 11, but if you keep reading, it says in those days, when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And so if you're one of those people listening right now, like I hear you on purpose, I just don't have one yet. Ask the Lord. He'll hear you. He says, when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me, you will find me. And so continue to seek him, continue to press in. Continue to, 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 to put the things of God first and your, your purpose will rise out of that. I promise it will. The Lord will show you a path to do that thing that you love. And so continue, like he said in Jeremiah 29, uh, that was 11 through 13, that whole passage, but anything, everything in your life should contribute to the purpose that God's laid out before you. If you know it already cut off all those things that are not pushing that purpose forward, that are not allowing you to accomplish that one purpose in life. What would you say? That's Sorry. so good. I, I agree on, I think that kind of ties in with the, what I was going to talk about was having a plan, but mm -hmm. it's like finding your purpose, like not just living life, you know, day by day. It, yeah. Like, yeah. Ha like find the purpose. Like, don't just, don't just live life because you're here, but like have the purpose. Yeah. And the scripture I was going to use was Luke fourteen twenty eight. It says, don't begin until you count the cost for who would begin construction on a building without first calculating the cost to see if there was enough money to finish it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, sitting down, like, don't just take a job because they offered it, you know, doesn't line up with my purpose, yeah. you know, count the cost. Don't just, uh, sit around because you don't know like what else to do. Don't just get comfortable working somewhere because that's just what it's been like. Don't get comfortable, yeah. like sit down and really make a plan. And, and I love in, in Proverbs 31, how, you know, it talks about starting in verse 10 all the way through. It just talks about, you know, characters of a, a godly woman, a virtuous woman. And she, you know, what is a Proverbs 31 woman? She's a planner she's yeah. she she's got her life together and yeah. and it even talks about how she gets up and verse 15 she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls like she's planning for other people you know yeah. she 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 goes to inspect the field and buys it with her earnings she's making wow. money yeah you know it's like Amen. like have a like some people you know you have no money okay what 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 are we gonna do about it yeah. You know, may, let's make a plan. Are we in debt? Let's make a plan to get out of it. Do we want to yeah. buy a house? Let's make a plan to do that. Do we just need some more money in our account? Let's stop spending and Uber Eats and Netflix <clears throat> and, you know, just doing the day by day. Like, let's make let's make a plan and 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 get and sit down and count the cost. OK, what the Lord told me to do this. What's it going to take? you know, and, and then believe God, like it's our job to find that, that plan that he has, 
but yeah. it, and then and then we can believe him for it you know and and believe him to to provide but it you know he might say pick up a second shift and pay your car off you know but it, you know yeah, and then you start doing it and and it just supernaturally just starts coming in so yeah so you know because why he wants to see your heart and how serious you are you know if he tells you to start a ministry and it's been three years and you've uploaded like you know two photos on instagram and don't even have like a website (laughs) you know what i mean like like Mm -hmm. like sit down and let's make a plan and and that's and and i'm telling you like when I was, I, I mean, I, because I was reading the book, um, money cometh. Yeah. And it was just like the, it's such basic revelation <laughs> that I've just never heard like in my life. Like it was like, yeah. uh, um, uh, Dr. Leroy Th- Thomas said, um, are you broke? Well, God hates meddlers. So stay out of people's business. And I'm just <laughs> i'm like lord he said you know god ain't gonna bless somebody who's who's uh emotionally driven Mm -hmm. and gossiping and so i said lord let that not be me i mind my own business and stay in my own lane but it's like it's true like it could just be that one switch that simple wow that simple stop gossiping yeah boom there you go you know what i mean here's your husband wow you couldn't have him before because i couldn't trust you but now you're you're like heeding to it so i mean it's just like find a sit down you're preaching is whatever just tell everybody just make a plan and and sit down with the lord and 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 through that find your purpose yes. you know don't and and you know and me like i i think back sometimes like to how much further i could could be right now if i would have just gotten serious earlier in life and figured out you know what this is what i'm gonna do and i'm thankful that like i did uh still young like 1920 but it's like you know don't waste yeah if you're 40 don't wait till you're 50 if you're 50 don't wait till you're 55 if you know what i mean like if you're if you're 70 like don't wait till you're 72 (laughs) you know like just sit down and like get serious with god and say all right lord what is it am i where i need to be am i where you want me to be am i doing what you want me to do and then like like we were talking about earlier, if it's those friends you've had for 30 years, 20 years, and he says, cut them, you just got to cut them off. Yep. If it's the job you've been working for 25 years and they're ready to promote you next year, like, and he says, leave, you got to leave. Yeah. That's good. Anything you wanted to add to that? No, I'm getting blessed. I, I even just from that, uh, Leroy Thompson shout out, like who, who knew in a book called money cometh. It's and it's true. Sometimes it is those simple things, but you you have to carve out what it is that God's called, you know, what it is that God's called you to do, what he's placed on your heart, make a plan, and then everything else is noise and, and treat it as such. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, out of that comes your blessing. When you put first the kingdom and his righteousness, everything that he's called you to do, all those things will be added unto you. Yeah. That was good. Amen. 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 I'm so, I'm happy we got through. I'm happy we got yeah, through. Yeah, those are all I had. The seventh one was joy, but I mean that's a byproduct of a lot of the stuff that that we've taught we've touched on. You can, I mean, yeah, you you went to the river. I feel like that's the that's where joy lives, and I shouldn't feel that way because it's it's with us. But 
that's where I see the most manifestation of it in real life. Like no one's got that revelation like Dr. Rodney, but also, you know, that's another thing you're going to need because if you look outside, it could be easy to get depressed real quick, real easily. You can get sad real fast and you need the joy of the Lord to almost combat that like physically, literally combat, you know, you're seeing people talk about mental illness in church. You know, you thought it was just over here in the world. Like, no, they're bringing it into our space, into where we go to worship the Lord. We're doing uh, forums and panels about mental health and anxiety and depression and how normal it is. You need the joy of the Lord because those things are not normal. I'm here to tell you that God has not given you anxiety. You don't have to live with it. You can have the joy of the Lord and have that be your strength in 2020 in every day of your life. So that would that would be my honorable mention. So the, those top seven things you need, and then of course everything with joy. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to say thank you so much for hopping on here with me, and and even coming back on tonight. Uh, it was good, and I know everyone was blessed. And I want to tell everybody right now, if you're watching, uh, if you've never checked out Evangelist Chichi and her husband Evangelist Kofi. I want to advise you, check out their website there. You can follow her on social media. Um, I would give a plug for her husband, but it's not about him right now. <laughs> We're talking about her um, and their ministry. Are are you, um, where is your ministry going this year? Uh, do you have any crusades planned? So Kofi's going to be traveling a lot um, in the coming, you know, months and, and weeks to come. Um, definitely going back to Ghana, uh, in the probably in the crusade season is like summer for us. So, um, summer, early fall. So we're getting busy. We're already gearing up. I have, um, I'm getting those graphics ready just to be able to invite people to, to partner with us. If you're watching with us, watching with us right now and you know, souls are at the core of your heart. That's what it is for us. That's what it is for world evangelistic ministries, constantly thinking of ways to reach souls. You know, I, I, I'm, by God's grace, I'm going to be, you know, joining Kofi on that evangelistic tip and, and, you know, adding another avenue for us to see even more souls. That's the heart of, you know, I love Mike and Sarah's like, it's all about souls because it really is. And that's, that's what God's called us to do. That was his very first, uh, I guess, ministry gift that he's walked in was the one of an evangelist is to see people that are far away from the Lord come to know him as their personal Lord and savior and walk in victory in that. And so, that's what is on the agenda for this year. Um, crusades in Ghana, crusades here in America. I won't say crusades, I'll say outreaches. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be a good year. So we're excited. We're going to be putting out our schedule um, shortly. I'll be updating that on the website. But if you're interested in, in interested in coming alongside us doing that, you know, we've got last year, we went to Ghana, we went to Tanzania, we went to Australia. Um, we've become an international ministry and God's blessed it mm-hmm. and we could feel the wind of heaven behind us. And so my husband is on staff at Revival Today Church, but also, you know, he was an evangelist first and, and our ministry is very much still alive. So if you'd like to come up, uh, be a part of that and uh, you'd like to, to be part of the ones that send those that go, um, we'd love if you partnered with us. Uh, on a monthly basis. You could do so by visiting our website, worldevangelistic.com forward slash give and whatever it is that God's laid on your heart, whatever it is that he's asked, you know, asking you to do right now. um, 
yeah, we, we, we thank you for your generosity. We, we thank you for your seed. Every penny goes to furthering the gospel, advancing the kingdom, to updating our partners on what we're doing, what's going on, and, and letting each and, of, each, and, each and every one of you know uh, what God's doing. So, yeah. Amen. It's fun. It's a, it's a ride with us. It's a ride being with us, following us. Uh, you Kofi is a trip, so feel free to follow him. I know Sarah doesn't want to plug him, but I'm going to plug him. You can follow Kofi at right. underscore Kofi. But that's really where we do, you know, if I'm, if I'm making a video for the ministry, it's going on his page. So, you know, feel free to follow him and keep up on what we're doing. Maybe you don't want to partner right now, but as you follow Kofi, you feel like, you know what? I do agree with what they're doing. I like, I align with their vision and um, yeah, feel free to do that. It might not be today. It might be in the future. Just follow Kofi and see if you like it. Check us out. That's awesome. I want to encourage everybody, especially if you're watching and you're familiar with uh, our ministry, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to go on their website and sow a seed, become a partner because not only have they been a tremendous influence and like we were talking about those godly influences in our life, you know, we love them and, and they are doing it. And so it's, it's something, you know, that we, we want to, you know, ask the Lord, ask the Lord what he'd have you do. I don't care if you're watching on replay or on listening on the podcast at any point in time, like take time, go follow them and, and sow a seed. Amen. 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 So I love you. Thank you so much for hopping on here. Uh, and it was good. It was so yeah. good. And I'm, I'm super excited. Um, I have fun. and you, what, go ahead. No, I said, I love you too. I had fun. It was it, it, like, I feel like the hour flew by. I know. I, I didn't even realize it had been past an hour until I just looked down and I was like, Lord, <laughs> thank you. <Ooh>. Jesus. <laughs> is that the time? Thank you. <laughs> is that, is that the time? But no, I mean, it was it was really good. I know a lot of people are going to be blessed by that on the replay, on the podcast, mm. and and everywhere else it comes up. So so thank you for taking time out to to come on here. I appreciate it. Anytime. All right. <laughs> <I'm> a... <laughs> but thank you everybody for for watching. Uh, like I said, you can go to their website there at the bottom, worldevangelistic.com. Check them out. Follow them. You could get Evangelist Kofi's book. Boldly I Come, uh, Praying According to God's Word. This right here will change your life. Like we were talking about in uh, point uh, number three. Point number three, having a strong prayer life. This right here will aid in that. You can get it on Amazon. Um, it's Boldly I Come. And it will help you if you don't know what to pray, if you don't know how to pray, you don't know the scriptures, that, but you know the topics. Like this will help. So get this book, highly encourage it. It's so uh, vital to have along with the words. So we love you. Thank you. Thank you, Evangelist Chi for hopping on here. And we will see you guys real soon. Thanks for listening to the MJV Ministries podcast. If you would like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and make a kingdom impact, consider becoming one of the thousand monthly partners we are believing for. To learn more, go to mjvministries.com slash partner. 